0: Hello and welcome to Gartgosh and Glenboyg Parish Church's audio service for Sunday the 5th of July. I'm Dave Slater, I'm delighted to lead us in worship as we listen and gather virtually. Remember to download the order of service if you wish the hymn words. Uh, Links are in the descriptions on the Facebook and Podbean sites. And perhaps a neighbour or friend can help those who are listening on our phone service. Our notices are also printed at the end of that order of service. Please note, I will not be going live on Facebook this afternoon at 4pm, which I normally would do, or on Wednesday evening for our prayer service, and probably not the following Sunday afternoon either. I will be back to normal for Wednesday the 15th of July. In Romans 7, Paul talks about his own experience, how he doesn't understand himself. He says, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. The ongoing challenge within himself and perhaps within each of us is to overcome our natural tendencies, to be self-focused, sin-focused, and instead to be focused on the good and on what God calls us and asks of us to do. But through all of this, we are rescued through the love of God. So let us worship God with our first song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Dear Lord, we cry out to God, the most excellent, who anoints us with his grace and blesses us forever. The mighty God, clothed in splendor and majesty, who rides forth on behalf of truth, humility and righteousness. We praise and thank you for your awesome deeds, for your rule over our hearts, over the nations. We declare your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. That your justice will be inherent in your kingdom. Help us, like you, to love righteousness and hate wickedness, even when that darkness is inside us, when we can't stop ourselves from succumbing to the sinful nature. Anoint us with the oil of joy, give ear to us, and help us to listen to you in gladness and faithfulness. Through all generations, may we praise you forever, for we pray according to the pattern. thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We have our ongoing collection for the food bank where a further 16 bags of groceries were donated this week. It leaves us very close to having donated almost 100 bags uh, over the last two months so can we make it to that 100 this week? Uh, As ever many thanks for these. You leave them at 102 Lochend Road or let us know to arrange pickup, And the particular needs, always welcoming everything of course, but the needs are for smash and canned potatoes and canned carrots and other canned vegetables would be appreciated. Again, a reminder that if you've been asking about givings, you can get your envelopes to our treasurers uh, or ask us to, to help you with that. Um, Burnett for Gart Kosh or Gordon for Glen Boyg. But we recognize that your financial situation may be different and the church is still here for everyone no matter your situation. But there are more details on our notices sheet about bank details uh, or getting links uh, to the Church of Scotland giving page. Also thinking perhaps about our, our what we give or what we commit to the church, if there's anyone who wants to become a member. Uh, even though the church is here for all, whether you're a member or not. But if you wanted to uh, start thinking about that, you can let me know. We can arrange some online uh, gatherings uh, to prepare for uh, when we might uh, be able to be back in person and do the the, uh, new members service at that stage. I'm going to pick up birthdays over the next two weeks. Uh, Birthdays, uh, happy birthday to Fiona Heaps and Eleanor Wilson and Alan Donaldson, who you'll remember, conducted uh, the services just before we locked down. But please do, as always, pray for the family and friends of anyone you know who's passed away, and pray on for those who are ill and in hospital. But we'll be uh, unavailable for the next uh, week or so. So pastoral cover up till the 13th of July will be the Reverend Steve Marr of Christ and United Free Church, and his contact details will be with... funeral directors and the session clerks if you need to contact him. And next week's service will be hopefully available on video and also on audio and will be led by the Right Reverend Dr. Martin Fair, who's the moderator of the General Assembly for this year. Tom Lever is going to give our reading this morning and at the beginning Jesus is speaking to a Galilean crowd about John the Baptist.
1: Today's readings from Matthew chapter 11, reading from verse 16. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to others. We played the flute for you, and ye did not dance. You sang a dirge, and ye did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, He is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proved right by her actions. And from verse 25, At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal them. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thanks be to God for this reading of his word. Amen.
0: Have you ever said to yourself, perhaps after a a confrontation with someone, I can't win. Perhaps you have. I know I have. But I also know that at times my reactions in confrontation can be overreactions. That something happens, someone doesn't like something that we did, so we we kind of swing completely the opposite direction and uh, make a point, of being uh, almost passive-aggressive. We know the other person might not really like that. Well, I wonder if Jesus sometimes thought, I can't win. His relative, his cousin, John the Baptist, had recognised him as one who John was not worthy to baptise. Yet, both in chapter 9 of Matthew's Gospel and again at the beginning of our chapter 11, John and his disciples were expressing doubts. Why are Jesus' disciples not fasting? Why is Jesus not doing what John apparently was expecting? And so Jesus is teaching about what and who John was and is a a prophet, God's predicted messenger, the Elijah who was to come, but pointing out that people didn't really recognize him. He compares those around about him like children, complaining that others are not responding to their music, either in celebration, perhaps at a wedding. in mourning. And he goes on to point out that John and his disciples themselves took flat took criticism. In their case for being too ascetic, denying themselves even food and drink at times. But then when Jesus comes along sharing food and fellowship with those from all walks of life, he too gets criticised. You can't win, we might say. But in fact, Both approaches were perhaps right for the person and for the situation. John had a job to do. He was preparing the way, calling people to consider their spiritual position, to repent, turning around, changing their ways. His fasting was perhaps a way to attract notice in some regard and to give greater focus not on him but on the God whom he was serving and speaking the words of God. But Jesus came as a friend of sinners, coming not to call the spiritually healthy, but the sick, to spend time amongst the tax collectors, the the gluttons and drunkards, as it were, those who needed that restoration and that renewal. Although speaking to the crowds, I'm sure that his words were intended to be heard by those who criticised him, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the authorities. And so his next phrase draws on The Jewish law and prophets more particularly the writings addressing the figure of wisdom who in books like proverbs was often portrayed as a woman as lady wisdom and saying that wisdom is proved right by actions which is surely a challenge to any of us that to be wise we have to make sure that our actions speak as loud as and line up with our words if you spend any time on the internet particularly the so-called bottom half of the internet, the parts below the line where the comments are, or on sites like Twitter. You discover that there are people out there, lots of people, who are very quick with their words to comment on politics or public health issues or international situations. Perhaps I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that most of those who are commenting or posting or tweeting certainly are not even in a position to do anything about their views. But would they necessarily act in the way that lines up with their words? Do they even believe what they're posting themselves? Now of course there is one perhaps uh, exception to this in regard of someone who does have the power to do things as well as to tweet about them. It could be said that the tweeter in the White House may not always have exercised wisdom in the words they've shared to say nothing of their actions. The lectionary reading omits a few verses, omits Jesus' woes on unrepentant cities. You might wish to look up your Bibles and read that part that's been left out. It's effectively Jesus prophesying against the cities of Chorazin, Bethsaida and Capernaum for failing to repent despite the miracles that they had seen. But Jesus turns from speaking to the crowd and from prophecy to a prayer to his father. And it's interesting that we have this recorded as Jesus praying in public, presumably to be heard. Certainly Matthew heard and recorded it here. Remember that Jesus' teaching on prayer was to withdraw, do it in secret. Yet this is some support for the practice of public prayer, something that we do uh, week by week in church or in virtual church. It's not like the Pharisees did, bigging up their own spiritual worth. Look at me, aren't I great at praying? But it's perhaps more of a spontaneous thanks to God and a corporate leading of others in prayer. Thanks to God that the usual order was to be turned upside down. Something that we remark on quite a lot in uh, Jesus' life and in the gospel in general. Some things would be hidden from the wise and learned, or those that thought they were, and revealed to children. So a helpful question here is perhaps do we consider ourselves wise and learned? I have to say that often when I'm preparing a sermon, I don't. Or do we consider ourselves to be more like children in our understanding? Remember that verse, unless you become uh, as a child, you'll not enter the kingdom of God. And then Jesus goes on to talk about the things that have been committed to him by his Father, that he is the only one who knows the Father, the one who reveals the Father to others. It's quite a privilege, isn't it, to realise that We get to know God through the words and work of Jesus. And it's in this setting that we read then those famous verses, Come to me, you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You might have heard a number of sermons on this part, perhaps suggesting that a yoke was a way of describing a rabbi's teachings that a disciple would then take on or be under, Or perhaps going straight for the farming imagery where oxen or other animals might be put in a heavy yoke with a big collar that enabled them to pull the ploughs to till the soil and work hard. But no verse is an island isolated from others. If you were to look on from our reading into chapter 12, you'd see the incident of Jesus and the disciples going through the cornfields on the Sabbath, picking ears of corn and taking criticism for it as being a form of work harvesting, even though they were simply uh, getting something to nibble, to eat, to keep them going. And Jesus going on to heal a shriveled hand on the Sabbath, again seen as work, the work of healing. So this is some of the setting of Jesus' words. They were living in a religious context where the yoke, the burden uh, from the, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, those in authority, was heavy. It's not that the principle of Sabbath rest being observed was a bad one, quite the reverse. But when it became something that potentially stopped someone being healed or stopped people dealing with their hunger then surely it wasn't a good thing. So where are we? Are we like John's disciples and even John himself sometimes wondering and worrying? Are we following the right person? Is he the one that was to come? I'm assured that we are it's by following Jesus that we get to see the Father and the Father's love, a great love for each of us. Are we ones who can sometimes react against that opposite approach to our own, whether following spiritual disciplines or whether accompanying those who seem the farthest from salvation in order to bring God's grace to them? Are we missing what God has revealed to others? Or are we struggling under burdens? Burdens of sin, of doing the thing which we would not do and failing to do that which we would do, as Paul said. But thanks be to God, his grace is sufficient to cover our misdeeds and give us a fresh start. Burdens of past history, perhaps awful experiences and mistreatment that's given us the wrong message about our own worth. No, That Jesus will give you rest for your soul. A soul that is worth much. A soul that deserves to heal and recuperate and grow and thrive. To be the person you were created to be in God. Burdens of obligation and expectation set by ourselves, our inner Pharisee perhaps. Or by others, whether intentional or not. Living in a constricted fashion that prevents even good being done on the Sabbath, that prevents us from relaxing and enjoying life in all its fullness. In the midst of this lockdown, albeit things are easing and beginning to get back to, well, if not normal, then at least something more than we have been doing, perhaps we can reflect what is it that we're going back to? How are our lives going to be different? Not just in the practical ways of physical distancing or home working or mask wearing. But how are we going to reset and rejig our lives so that we are better able to do both work and relaxation. To have a Sabbath rest pattern. It may not always be on a Sunday. Although for me it's been a refreshing change where most Sundays have indeed been restful. At least when I've managed to complete the service. Uh, by Friday or Saturday? Where are the unforced rhythms of grace that means that we'll have space to do things like our daily exercise if we've been able to do that? To take time to speak to those for whom perhaps in the past we were sometimes too busy? Where can we lay our burdens down and not take them up again as well, this is what I always do, always did? Where can we reconnect with the humble and gentle-hearted Jesus, the image of the Father, the one who requires not hard burdens, but an easy yoke? May God help us to be those who receive grace, who get to know him through Jesus, who unburden ourselves in prayer, and who share that attitude of grace with those around about us. In Jesus' name. Amen
2: we move into our prayers for others. Let us pray. Dear God and loving Heavenly Father, we pray for the church, our local churches of Gartcosh and Glenboig, and those elders and office bearers who have been and will be considering how and when we begin gatherings together. We pray for the work online, services, live videos, connections between believers, whether members or adherents. We pray for neighbouring churches and churches across the country and the world, Help us to support and accept different approaches. Those who are opening up with the volunteers to support that and those who choose for various reasons to wait. We pray for our local and national leaders and governments and we ask that you will bless them with insight, ability to make good decisions and honesty about the mistakes they will make. We pray on for victims and families of the incidents in Reading and Glasgow and for the recovery of the injured. We pray for healing for all those who are in hospital or ill at home perhaps not getting better very fast. Give them comfort and help them not to be frustrated. We remember the families of those who have passed too soon and pray for your presence to be with them. We pray for ourselves and for anyone who feels that heavy burden. Help us to be your followers with a light yoke that we may find rest and be able to come to you in prayer at any and all times. Lord, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns and give us your grace and peace. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Our closing hymn is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Tom for reading as well as for this week's hymns and to Peter for praying let us go to understand as little children not as wise and learned to trust that you are the one who was to come and will come again to be relieved of our weariness and find that peace and rest and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day, this week and always amen we sing our blessing song may the god of peace
3: may